Hey, Armstrong and Getty here, and the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. You doing good? Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Sean's talking in my ear. Our guest had a crappy cell phone uh, connection, so he's going to call back on a, his hotel line. Crappy cell phone connection. It's amazing how often your cell phone connection is crappy in the year 2017. I kind of thought by now we'd have towers everywhere, and everywhere you'd possibly go, you'd always have, you know, four bars of power on your cell phone. But it's still... You get outside of, uh, well, even in city limits sometimes in big cities. It's amazing how often your cell phone connection is bad. Maybe there's lack of incentive to build all those towers. I think so. I think I think they feel like, you know what, people are using cell phones, so why would we spend the gazillions of dollars it would cost to put up more towers? But didn't you think it would get better? Or no, people are texting and just using the internet in general, oh, right. very rarely talking. And you don't need much connection to text. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I thought it would be better by now. Uh, we're checking in with the CNET reporter as soon as we get him on the line. So they had this Black Hat Cybersecurity Conference last week. They've been doing this for a, a number of years now. And this is where um, you get a bunch of hackers together and to talk about cybersecurity and cybersecurity issues. And we have our best people uh, involved, our best hackers, uh, in this case, taking on our voting machines to try to see if they could get in, which is a heck of a good experiment because it would seem... According to our intelligence community, that the Russians tried to hack into voting systems in almost every state in the country. And in some states, we're like just bombarding the voting machines with uh, attempts to get in. And luckily, it isn't believed that a single vote was changed or voter registration was gotten to by the bad guys. But if that ever happened, holy cow, uh, things are going to get turned upside down and, and, you know, the election would be. a presidential election that got hacked into, I don't know what we would do. We would have an actual constitutional crisis. Whoever won would obviously say, let's leave it alone. Whoever lost would demand another one, and then I I can't even imagine what would happen. So we'll try to get them on the line and see what can happen. Sean is shaking his head, so maybe that's not going to happen. Which is disappointing, since that was all I had planned on for this. uh, (laughs) I've heard reporters talk about going to Black Hat, and they won't. Like, they'll buy burner phones. Uh, they won't take their real phones because hackers, while not nefarious, but they'll, like, try to mess around. They'll steal stuff from your phone, and they'll hack you just for 
S's kicks. And, S's and G's. S's and G's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, it's it's like a whole thing, and you, you you're scared to cover it, but it's exciting. Really? Oh yeah. So just me using my regular phone and be on the Wi-Fi or something like that, they could just sit down and hack into my phone. I just, I I have no idea how you do that. I can't even imagine. I can imagine how you rob a bank. I have a pretty good idea. Yeah. You either get in there when it's closed, you break the lock, you go in when it's open, you put a gun, whatever. I can understand how you rob a bank. I haven't got the slightest idea how you would hack into a computer. I don't even know where to start. Wi-Fi. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> What's the first thing I do? Go to their website? And then what? I just, I don't even know. That's what's so confusing about this whole world. It's... There's only a few people that haven't even the slightest idea what they're where to even start. Well, you talk about these voting machines, and I was reading that. The, yeah, the, exactly. How would you hack into a voting machine? Well, where would you even start the, to do that? This is how, because the the one that I saw that they hacked into is a Diebold, and it was active as recently as 2015, and they have USB ports in the back of it. So you just easily plug a, a keyboard into the back, and then hack. You start oh, hacking gotcha, away. Gotcha. It's ridiculous. I still don't know how you would do that, but at least I get the physical part of it. You, you type. You type something. <laughs> you type you something. Type, type hack. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, yeah. If they've got a port in the back, you you plug in the cable, and then you're off to the races. Yeah. It's funny when you when you talk about these hackers. I always picture like overweight guys with goatees. I don't know why. Maybe Trump has influenced me. Some four hundred pound guy on his bed. In his bed. I suppose that might not always be the case. Well, we'll try to get our guest on because I do want to talk about that at some point. USA Today with an interesting cover story today: smuggling persists despite legalization. Bigger profits for illegal pot in areas where pot is uh, is still illegal is luring growers. Um, I we are all kind of hoping that this whole illegal pot thing, and uh, more than that, it's the people that get involved in this sort of thing would go away with the legalization of so much marijuana in this country. Those of you who do the marijuana, and I I don't approve of it at all. Get potted up. You get all potted up on weed. 65 million Americans live in a state where recreational marijuana sales are legal. 65 million. That's a big number, but we're a country of, what, 330? Yeah. So it's uh, certainly uh, not even close to half. What's to keep somebody from getting all potted up on weed and then getting behind the wheel? Um, so where are the... California, obviously. Adults can smoke pot and... Boy, the West Coast is potty. Man, we are potty. We are we are drug fiends on the West Coast. Washington, Oregon, Nevada, and California. And then you you have to skip Utah. But once you once you drive down I eighty at a very high rate of speed, you know, just just struggling to enjoy life without being high on marijuana. As soon as you get to the Colorado border, you can get potted up again. You find a way to make it through the day. So you can make it from the West Coast all the way to halfway across the country before you run into, like, my home state of Kansas, where they will not allow that sort of thing. Vegas was a really interesting one because they, for the longest time, had some of the strictest kind of just possession lo- uh, laws against possession in, in the country as well. That was a that was a that quite a, a tonal shift in their policy. But so I guess the, um, the long and short of it is so... Uh, Majority of people in the United States are okay with the idea of smoking pot. It's not looked at the same way as it was in the past. We all know that. But there still are only 65 million people that live in a state where it's legal. So with pot being now seen as it's okay, you've got a whole bunch of states out there where it's illegal, but the the culture now is that it's okay, and the only way they can get it is illegally. So actually illegal 
pot use, uh, sales and, and you know, the, 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 the cartels that, that put this whole sort of thing together and, and, and transport it and all that sort of stuff are bigger than ever. They have more customers than ever. And California still isn't like buying a beer like I because I, I've looked into it possibly for my own. Uh, for enjoyment. a friend. You did it for a friend. So <laughs> but, what, what do you do if I wanted to buy pot today? What would I do? You need to get a doctor's note. You still have to? I thought that was over. No, it's it's not legal for sale yet. It is le- like I could give you a bag of weed in front of a police officer and they couldn't do anything. Why, I, thank I, you. I don't believe. <laughs> but it is not legal. Thank you legal. for the bag of weed, Sean. It is not legal for actual commercial sale and purchase yet. That is still, I think, several months, if not a year but, away. But it's still the rather low bar of claiming your elbow hurts, right? Right, To right. get a doctor's note. And then you can buy it and then you can give it to anybody you want. R- word has rumors are spreading that it is more difficult to kind of get those medical prescriptions as people are seeing the the tide going towards recreationally i think doctors are less likely to kind of do those things depending on the doctor obviously just more of a well, just wait a little bit and you can get it just fine i got anxiety my glaucoma's acting up <laughs> uh, you're 20 sir yeah it's acting up real bad like um so so uh, yeah it may be a little bit more difficult to find those but it, i think the, the the tide is moving in the direction where so are there states where you can just just buy it anywhere yeah. easily uh, washington colorado i believe nevada as well because i don't i don't you know i don't pay attention to this much because i don't smoke pot i don't even drink beer so uh I don't actually know what the laws are in various places. Yeah, I actually, when I was visiting uh, a friend who was getting married in the uh, the Seattle area, I went into a, a dispensary, and I, I even, I, I've got some, uh, some of your, your finest marijuana, sir. And I, I asked for a receipt, too, just because that was a an interesting business transaction that was not possible, you know, six months ago, hmm. before I went. Why don't you people go to church or something? Or <laughs> get the love of a good man or woman. I don't understand it. The Bible! It is kind of interesting, though, that the the illegal business is thriving as it has become more acceptable to smoke pot. It makes sense when you think about it. But uh, In June, Colorado prosecutors said they busted a 74-person operation producing 100 pounds of marijuana a month, enough to generate about $200,000 tax-free for more than four years because they, 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 they're growing it in, like, in Colorado, for instance, and then they get it into the states where it's still illegal. And... Um, this is what a lot of your people that were against legalizing marijuana were arguing, is once you legalized it in one state, then that is going to be the state where it all comes from or the rest of the country. I think what's going to actually happen is nearly every state is going to legalize it, and then I think the window for illegal marijuana sales is going to close in the next few years. Uh, my glaucoma's acting up. I got severe elbow anxiety. So do we have our uh, Black Hat Security Conference person coming up next? We'll get into that because it is fascinating. That is something we really got to worry about for the 2018 election or certainly the 2020 presidential election where the Russians are definitely going to be trying to get into our systems. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Kind of funny that we're going to talk high-tech stuff with Alfred Ng, and we had to delay it by 10 minutes for the low-tech problem of couldn't find a phone that worked. Alfred, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show on a phone that works. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Um, at first, I was a little worried that my signal might have been hacked, but uh, it's all good. Um, 
I just blame the phone providers, but I found one with service that worked. So. Hey, I, we were talking about it. This is a separate subject, but since you're a CNET reporter, know about these things. I thought that cell phone service would be a lot better now than it was 10, 15 years ago, but it doesn't seem to be that much better. Did they, did they just decide, you know, we're not going to put up any more towers, all the different companies? Um, I mean, I think it's it's gotten a lot better than 10, okay. 15 years ago. You couldn't even get on the Internet 10 or 15 years ago. I no. think, you know, there's just uh, it's, it can't deal with a lot of interference, like thick walls and things like that. Gotcha. Seems like I still have a lot of trouble making a call or not having it fall off. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about, an old person bitching. Um, Albert Ng is a CNET reporter and recapping the Black Hat Cybersecurity Conference from last week. What is the Black Hat Cybersecurity Conference? <laughs> So um, Black Hat is a cybersecurity conference that happened uh, um, last week. It started on Monday into Thursday. And then from there, it went into DEF one of the sister conference to Black Hat. Uh, there's two sides of it. So Black Hat is more of the uh, corporate, um, you know, big security companies like Norton or Semantic uh, and Avast, where they basically show off what they've got with antivirus and try to get people to learn more. They have these training classes and briefings um, just about what we found in vulnerabilities in the last year or so. And DEF CON is kind of more of the, the, the rogue, like, fun side of it where, you know, there's all these challenges. Try to hack this machine. We brought in um, these, like, they have a lock-picking village where you can try to bring, uh, break these locks. Some car companies will uh, donate their cars uh, to hackers and try to break them. This is really disappointing that uh, your phone connection is so bad and scratchy that we are having to... What is going on? Do we have any idea, Sean? Is this a landline? Um, it might be. It's not a landline. But the phone in my hotel is not really working, and I just feel like it's the reception. I'm, like, literally standing right next to the window, so I'm kind of doing the best I can. Okay. With well, while, while it's not scratching, before we lose you, so tell us about the trying to hack into voting machines. What was going on there? Yeah, so this might have been the biggest story to come out of DEF CON this year. Um, so they had certain villages at uh, DEF CON based on different themes. This year was I'm sorry, it's just not going to work. That is a crying shame. Okay, bye. Thank you, Mr. Ng. Um, this is really falling apart. I think what we should do is put on the new Taylor Swift album, and I'll go home, and we'll wait till Joe comes back and just hope that everything gets better somehow because I, I don't know what else to do. This is just... It's just depressing. You've heard a uh, a great uh, institution that is the Armstrong and Getty Show come to a uh, to an end, I think, to a complete halt, to uh, completely fall apart, and just uh, it's, well, it's just sad. <laughs> it ends uh, sad. As, as often as the case, not with a bang, but with a whimper, and uh, it's over. Got the so, Game of Thrones uh, recap for the next two and a half hours. I'll yeah. probably call this the end of a lackluster career and just walk out the door and. Uh, this can turn into a music st- All the stations we're on can turn into music stations. Maybe go regional Hispanic or whatever you want to do, and uh, we'll just call it good. God dang it. That is just... <laughs> ah, for crying out effing loud. <sighs> so anyway, so we got this blue-collar panel we're going to have on Friday, which it turns out is a pretty good timing for this. It would seem, as I was just reading the story in the business section of USA Today, their cover story, tired of the corporate grind, a blue-collar job might be for you. Hey, that's exactly what we're sort of talking about this Friday with our uh, trades panel. Um, it's the number of people out there that are, are, have been living the, the, the cubicle lifestyle, and, you know, and you're the assistant regional manager of whatever, and you wear a jacket and tie or a dress and hard shoes. And you type into a computer all day long and you aren't finding it fulfilling or the pay's not that good or they've your hours keep increasing or your 
expected to be available 24-7 by text or tweet or whatever, and people are opting for all these blue-collar jobs that are out there and paying great and have a little more enjoyable structure. And they've got all kinds of examples in the USA Today, and hopefully we'll hear from people uh, with these stories. By the way, if you want to be a member of our uh, blue-collar panel this Friday, we're going to do it in the 8 o'clock hour on Friday, and you can get a hold of us. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com or uh, uh, send us an email and explain your situation. But they're talking about how uh, a bachelor's degree... You know, everybody's got to go to college. That's been the uh, that's been the story for a long time now. Everybody needs to go to college. Confers about an eighteen thousand dollar average earnings premium for twenty five to thirty four year olds over people with just a high school diploma. You're going to make about eighteen thousand dollars more by going to college. But there just aren't those jobs uh, out there for people starting out right now. And you can start right off the bat with a medium pay of about fifty one thousand dollars for a plumber or $46,000 for a heating and air conditioning installer, and they'll often pay you to uh, get your training or education or whatever to do that right out of high school, and you can work pretty much anywhere you want to. And a lot of people are liking the lifestyle. Um, And uh, at least according to USA Today, it is somewhat of a trend that is happening across the country. If people find the jobs pay better, they like the work better, they like the companies better, and... um, our belief for the last couple of weeks as we've been talking about this blue-collar panel is it's just some sort of weird cultural thing that has happened in the United States where we decided that these jobs aren't appropriate or cool or they're beneath us or something. It's stupid, whatever it is. It's a stupid view of it. And we're going to talk to people on Friday about that and if they experience that. But hopefully that's turning around. And according to USA Today, it is. And, you know... The necessity is the mother of all invention, and and people were inventing a perhaps a culture that thinks those jobs are a good idea if they just pay better and there's a lot more of them. Happy to see that USA Today is looking into it. In other words, we're on the cutting edge of uh, the view of blue-collar jobs, which I'm happy to see. You decide you want to be a plumber or whatever, you can work anywhere in the United States. What part of the country you like? What kind of weather do you like? You right. want to live somewhere where you ski? You want to live somewhere where you where it's warm? You want to live somewhere where it's cold? You want to live closer to friends, family, whatever? You can work anywhere you want and make good money. And you know, those uh, those salaries that you mentioned, those are just kind of your base salaries. You add overtime to those salaries, and uh, you uh, can do uh, quite well, and then you work your way up through the company and at a certain point, uh, would uh, yeah probably become a manager or perhaps an owner of uh, you know your own company. You're right about the overtime thing. Everybody yeah. I know who has those kind of jobs, they right. work they work lots of overtime if they want it and make a hell of a lot of money doing that. Yep. Uh, Mike Bidwell, CEO of Dwyer Group, it's a service franchise company, says 75 percent of Mister Impliance franchises. That's you know they do appliance repair and that sort of thing like that. The people are coming from white collar jobs. Um, up 31% in 20, since 2012. People across the country saying, you know what, I don't want to do this white-collar, sit-in-a-cubicle, not-make-any-money job right now when I could go do this. Interesting. And plumbers, Me- great stories, as opposed to, oh, the microwave was uh, dirty today. Boringness at the office. You think you have better stories as a plumber? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes, I bet you do. Yeah, no kidding. So I'm happy to see that. We've got the blue-collar panel on Friday. Uh Should be very interesting. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump's new chief of staff is now on board as skeptics are making dire predictions about West Wing stability. 
Oregon is calling out the National Guard for a most unusual reason, and we have a new richest person in the world, and it is not a high-tech titan. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Guinness. Didn't you just hit us with a new richest person in the world last week? Bezos, yeah, but he was he was the richest, and then his uh, stock uh, fell, and so he went back again behind Gates. But this is the new richest, richest person in the world. And it's not the Amazon guy or the Microsoft guy. Not at all. Okay, well, stay tuned for that on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So Honolulu, Hawaii has a new law banning pedestrians from looking at their cell phones. And apparently they're having trouble enforcing this law. We'll see if it catches on across the country against the law to look at your cell phone if you're walking down the street. And also this stunning statistic that is just out. One in eight Americans have never seen a cow. Wow. Wow. Like IRL or yeah, I mean, up close and personal. One in eight young people. I don't Uh, know what they cut it off. A young have never seen a cow. What does that mean for society? (laughs) I don't know. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, we got a new chief of staff for Donald Trump. John Kelly got sworn in at the White House this morning. He will do a spectacular job, I have no doubt, as chief of staff. Kelly replacing Reince Priebus, who abruptly departed on Friday. Now, Kelly's a retired Marine general. He's been the Secretary of Homeland Security for the past six months. Meantime, President Trump is trying to counter headlines through his morning tweet. Vincent Nicholas, official President Trump tweet reader. Highest stock market ever. Best economic numbers in years. Unemployment lowest in 17 years. Wages rising. Raising. Wait, wages raising. I guess he meant rising. Wages rising. Border secure. Supreme Court. No White House chaos. And, you know, that's all a lot of people get Mm -hmm. is because they're not paying attention to all this who in the administration resigned or is being replaced. Because most people, my brother was in town and he was like a one person Trump voter focus group as he is a Trump supporter. And he was talking about how him and his friends in rural Kansas, where he lives, they don't pay attention to any of this stuff. They wouldn't know the name of the chief of staff or what the chief of staff does or who's in or who. They don't pay any attention to that. Either your 401k is up or it's down. Either your wages are going up or down. Either the price of gas is is up or it's down. That's all people pay attention to for a lot, a lot of people. And I'd say the price of gas is is your you know one of the major major points. Yeah. Yeah. You go and uh, you get twenty dollars worth of gas. You fill up your tank, or you go and get twenty dollars worth of gas, and you get half a tank, and that makes a big difference. Meanwhile, there are people who are observing, who are watching closely. Political observers like Greg Valliere taking note of the power struggle going on in the West Wing. There are probably three warring factions within the White House, and you've got a president who loves to tweet. So for General Kelly, he's got to make all of this work while dealing with really complicated issues. I'm not sure how much of that matters to a, any human being, really. The the high school gossip of the of the right. DC thing. One of the big things, though, about the uh, chief of staff is you're supposed to be able to control access to the president. And with Donald Trump, that is very squishy. I mean, if Ivana wants to talk to her father, she just calls him. You know, you don't go through the chief of staff, so he doesn't have control in that way. Russia sending home 755 U.S. diplomats in retaliation to U.S. sanctions imposed on their country. The Russian President Putin saying the moves in retaliation to the U.S. following increased sanctions against Russia. 
So Putin said the reduction to 455 American diplomats in the country is roughly equal to the number of Russian diplomats currently in the U.S. We're going to talk to a Washington Post reporter about this, find out what that means. The Oregon National Guard is being called out because of next month's total solar eclipse. Oregon's governor has authorized the use of 150 soldiers, six helicopters, to try and help out. They're going to try to stop the eclipse? (laughs) No, they're trying to... With helicopters? They're going to be trying to handle the uh, expected one million visitors who are going to show up to witness the eclipse on August 21st. They are very worried the huge influx of people are going to jam up the highways and stretch resources very, very thin. Hmm. I'm wanting to go, but I'm trying to figure out where to observe it. Now, my brother, who I just mentioned, who lives in rural Kansas, is actually in the 90% belt where he lives. So I could just stay with him and drive a few miles north, and I'd be in the completely dark belt. Right. And have a place to stay. But uh, I have a feeling this is being overblown. The, the number of people that are going to be in all the hotels and uh, the traffic on the roads. Uh, I don't know. I talked to a number of uh, good friends in uh, Oregon, and they're getting ready. They're really? hunkering down. You know, they're going to stock up on food and supplies. <laughs> so <laughs> For what? Well, you know, if, if the stores are all sold out, I just, the, yeah. the highways I've, I've, I've been through this a few times in yeah. my life. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's usually not, uh, it's usually doesn't live up to the hype. <laughs> Can this just stop people from posting crappy pictures of this on uh, Instagram and Facebook? It's enough. But I want to be where it's completely dark. I don't want to just kind of see it. Right. So I need to get, I've seen the map. Kind of goes mm-hmm. from Oregon through the, the, down through, swoops down a little bit through the Midwest. Right. Colorado, Kansas, then swoops up a little bit right. through the rest of the country. Right. And uh, you do have your uh, your eclipse glasses, right? Your viewers, your special so, viewers. No, I don't. You're not supposed to look at it directly. Or, or what happens? You'll Am go I blind. Blinded? You'll be blind. <laughs> so you need to uh, order those up. All right, Microsoft founder Bill Gates has been at the top of Forbes' annual list of the world's richest people in most years over the past 20 years. As we pointed out last week, it needs to be pointed out every time, the only reason he's not still the richest man in the world is he gives away billions and billions and billions of dollars to try to make the world a better place. He's not trying to be the world's richest man. Anyway, it briefly made news last week when Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos briefly topped Gates as the world's richest man for about six hours. Both of them are worth about $90 billion each, but Russian President Vladimir Putin is reportedly richer than the two of them combined. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Hermitage Capital Management CEO Bill Browder claimed before the Senate Judiciary Committee last week he thinks Putin has a personal fortune that is worth $200 billion. Yeah, I don't doubt that. And then whatever price tag you can put on, he owns a country. He owns one of the biggest countries on Earth. He, he can do whatever he wants. Yes, uh, Fortune is reporting that uh, Browder is one of the best authorities on Putin's business dealings. He testified Putin got so much money by using his political power to coerce Russians who made major investments to hand over large portions of their holdings to him. $200 billion. Yeah, Forbes has been saying for years that Putin is the actual richest man on the planet, which I don't doubt. All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty Show, the voice of the West. We got a bunch of texts on the whole marijuana thing. Uh, Bring us up to speed on... uh What's legal and what isn't legal, and and, an illegal marijuana activity is is thriving all across the country, which, you know, some people were thinking maybe it would go the other way, but that has not been the case. So we'll uh, we'll get up to speed on that. We also have the laws against looking at your cell phones when you walk. (laughs) 
and how one in eight young people have never seen a cow, which, of course, is a, a major crisis. Yes. I'm going to put a cow on a truck and drive it around the country so more young people can see a cow. A bovine dilemma. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The advocacy group Flyers Rights brought the lawsuit, citing data that over decades the seat pitch, or average distance between two seats, has dwindled from a comfortable 35 inches to 31, some planes as low as 28, while seat width narrowed from about 18 and a half inches to 17. During that same time, the average American has gotten bigger. That's Critics right, we've gotten line. fatter. Uh, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. My, so my brother, who's quite a large man, uh, quite a large man, uh, flew in to, uh, to to visit his nephews and me. It was actually his birthday yesterday. I realized it was the first time I'd been with him on his birthday since he was 12 years old. <laughs> and he's 46. So anyway, um, he flew in and he said, the seat, he said, are the, is it just me or the seats getting smaller? I said, no, it's not just you. The seats are getting smaller. And as you just heard there, the distance between the top between the rows, the top of the two seats has gone from 35 to 18. No, 35 to 28. That's seven inches. Seven inches from when I used to fly. And then the width has gotten about an inch and a half uh, narrower. Well, the airlines are doing that for obvious reasons. If they cut back however many inches, you can add another row or two in the back. And they get another $500,000 per ticket. And then they're making a lot more money. But this lawsuit might actually work. So somebody is suing now, saying that it's a safety hazard. There are regulations that people need to be able to, in an orderly fashion, get out of their seat and off the plane within 90 seconds in a crash. And they're saying because the seats are now so small that people cannot get out that fast. And now maybe a judge or somebody can force the airlines to make the seats be at least a certain size so you can get in and out of them. There's no doubt it's harder to get in and out. If you got the window seat and need to use the bathroom, used to be people could stay seated and you could get past them to get out. No way now. Everybody's got to get up and move out of the way for you to get out of your seat. And it's so crazy. You're, you're, you're squished this way, and the seat in front of you is right up against your nose. How long can they torture us like this? Well, I guess as long as we'll continue to pay for it. But when you do recline, it's like a quarter of an inch back. Well, they they got to do away with that. I don't even know why the seats are still able to recline. Now that uh, they're so close together, yeah, it's ridiculous. And then when the tray table, when you put the tray table down for your drink and your peanuts, that's uncomfortable too. It's right in your oh, yeah. in your gut. So I'm hoping this angle will force, force some sort of minimum seat size uh, on airlines. I doubt it'll ever go back, though. I doubt they're going to start taking rows out and, 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 and putting them farther apart. That'd be awesome. God, I would love that. I'll pay a few extra dollars for a few more inches. Good Lord. Got some texts on the text line, 415-295-KFTC. It's amazing how much attention that Chris Christie arguing with that Cubs fan is getting. Is it because of the confrontation or is it because of him holding the nachos? What is the main reason? The nachos. The nachos is a lot of it, isn't it? The way he's protecting those nachos like it's a newborn child. This from the Twitter. Chris Christie just proved it's impossible to look tough with your pants pulled up to your chest. Oh, Aww. that is disappointing. <laughs> I would not be surprised to see Chris Christie one day with nachos handcuffed to his wrist like somebody with a suitcase full of money doing some sort of gun deal. 
Did Chris Christie got the stomach staple or something though? Didn't he get the bypass or one of those where you're supposed to lose a lot of weight? He did and something. He, yeah. And he looks as big as he ever did. Certainly in that picture with the Cubs fan with his giant tray of nachos, he he looks as big as if he ever was. His 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 belt is like the middle of his body. He looks like Captain Underpants if you've ever read those children's books. Yeah, I don't know what's going Lots on. Lots of uh, snarky mentions about his fupa. Google it, kids. Yeah. Uh, a few texts on the text line. Stop it. I love my blue-collar job. Don't tell people. It's the best-kept secret around. Please stop telling people about it today. Man, there are lots of jobs out there. You can make money. You could live wherever you want. Good security. People are catching on. I was at that trade show, that cybersecurity trade show. Uh, next to Black Hat, I talked to a whole bunch of people who said, don't ever use Bluetooth, don't ever have your pu- your location on on your phone, never use public Wi-Fi. I think that's being a little too paranoid. But, uh, I'm sure if you're using any of those, they can hack into your phone. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. I asked my doctor for a medical marijuana card or note, and they directed me to, a, to several websites where I could go online and have it within a half an hour, and I did. It was so easy. They even offered to deliver the pot to me, write a marijuana card for your glaucoma or anxiety or whatever your problem is, and have it delivered to your door. Sounds like... That uh, is efficient. It sounds like me living in college. We need some weed. Let's call Corey. Corey would show <laughs> up in five or ten minutes. Your man, Corey. <laughs> in Oregon, so that was that was San Francisco, California. In Oregon, I can walk into a shop and buy pot just like it's a liquor store with huh. different strains and strength of marijuana at different prices. It's so much easier than buying on the street. No more waiting for your dealer. And you don't have to have a drug dealer because the whole term drug dealer. They still haven't worked out the banking aspect. Banks are federally insured and marijuana is still illegal federally, so... Legal pot stores in California can't open a bank account, and that's what's keeping it from happening in a lot of places, okay? Um, And here's somebody, Sean. We're going to do the Game of Thrones 30-second recap. Yes. Probably next hour. From the text line, I watched every episode of every season of Game of Thrones over the weekend. I'm still reeling. Oh, that'd be a lot of hours of television. That that guy's speaking my language. That's good stuff right there. How many (laughs) hours would that be to catch up? Uh, season seven, episode three just happened, so that's seventy-three hours. Jeez. Um, I'm gonna get the lowdown on this new law in uh, Hawaii that makes it illegal for pedestrians to look at their cell phones. They think that is either going to work and catch on to states around the country, or not going to work and go away. So I'll uh, I'll I'll figure that all out for you. And this shocking statistic: or sixty-three hours, something something like that. That's a lot of hours. Jeez, that's like that's. That's so you had to start like Friday afternoon. Incredible. Uh, one in eight young people have never seen a cow. Huh. What am I supposed to do with this information? Am I supposed to be shocked? Am I supposed to try to fix it? It's no wonder kids are so disrespectful these days. <laughs> am I supposed to? Am I supposed to be happy? <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this information. I assume they're presenting it to me because I'm supposed to be shocked. Be pro-farm, pro-cattle. I think a lot of the concern is that we don't, uh, in general, I'm not sure how important it is that you've ever laid eyes upon a cow. It's kind of hard, crazy. Growing up in rural Wisconsin, it's kind of hard for me to imagine that people haven't seen a cow, but I was around cows all the time. Uh, The concern is being so distant from where your food comes from. You know, eating hamburgers and steaks and you don't have any idea that it is a live beast. You've never actually seen the beast and contemplated. So animal rights activists are bothered by that. It's a lie. 
if they've never seen a cow. Right. I like that ignorance. I don't want to think about a cute little cow. They are cute. When they're little, they're really, really cute. They also don't know much about uh, vegetables and fruits. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. How much do you need to know? One in eight have never laid eyes on a cow. Should we? I guess so now we should have cows at zoos, right? <laughs> Isn't that clearly the answer? What, how many, what percentage of young people have never laid eyes on a lion or tiger? If, if, if more people have seen a lion or tiger in, in, for real than a cow, then you've got to put cows in the zoo and have a display. Not very exciting exhibit, but... Well, it is if you've never seen a cow. Yeah. I bet there are a lot of people that have seen a, a tiger multiple times in their lives. They've uh, never that's none of your business. They, <laughs> they've never seen a cow. So you got to have cows at the zoo. It'd be very easy to take it's care of. It's a majestic creature. It's steak wrapped in leather. What is more American than that? <laughs> It'd be really easy to keep. You don't. They're not going to escape. They're not going to hurt anybody. The food is readily available. They just stand there and chew their cud. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, we're going to talk to a Washington Post reporter coming up in just a couple of seconds. What this dust up with Russia going on right now is all about Putin kicking out all those diplomats. The most since 1917. Our relations with Russia are bad. As bad as they've been in a long time. Does that mean anything? We'll find out coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.